We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to the Big Cat Chat, a podcast all about the Penrith Panthers. My name is Jack Martin. I'm joined by my co-host Nat Sinclair. How are you, Nat? I'm great, Jack. How are you? I'm very, very good. Um, it's been a pretty good weekend for Penrith fans, hasn't it? Oh, has it ever? It's nice being back in the winner's circle again and, you know, it's just a, a much nicer place to be. Um, better going to work. I've got a bit of a spring in my step again. We're back, back first. We've beaten Melbourne you know, comfortably, you know, I've got that arrogant glow about me once again. Yeah, like I know it was only a week and that we were only, you know, in second place, but like, you know, I was just a shadow of myself last week. Now I feel like I'm, I'm me again. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I didn't actually go, I didn't um, go into work the entirety of last week and it was for reasons other than the fact that we lost, but it really looked like I was hiding from the loss to the point where one of my colleagues messaged me on Sunday and was like, oh, I'm sure we'll see you in again after that win. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to own it. <laughs> I only come into the office when we're winners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, at least that means you're in the office most of the time anyway. Exactly right. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> safe most of the time. Yeah, you could be like Melbourne. They've had twice as many losses as us. I know, how embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we're calling Melbourne We really are <laughs> it's, We deserve it We had one week of being bad And that was awful We, we deserved it of, you know, We had one week Losing by two points <laughs> Where we yeah, lost by two in a great game <laughs> I've never like Taken the arrogance for granted So much as I did in that week know, right. <laughs> So I'm ready to be back and enjoying this Yeah exactly <laughs> It's your way with the premiership. Our boy Isaiah Yo has gone two points clear in the Dallium leaderboard. We're uh, we're approaching the time of year where the Dalliams go behind closed doors, but it's looking pretty good for him, isn't it? Oh, it's looking fantastic. I was just thinking about it today, actually, how really good it would be if Isaiah was to get the medal. Um, it's often goes to the flashy players and the ones scoring the tries and the ones making the big breaks and all that kind of thing, which is fair because, you know, a lot of the time, like Tommy T was a very like, you know, good recipient of that award. He won last year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yes. Um, and in the past when you've seen those really like, you know, flashy, excellent players get that award, it makes total sense. But it's been, I mean, I can't remember in, in recent memory if there's ever been somebody who just turns up every week, does their job um not a you know glittery player per se wins the award um and like Isaiah would be extremely deserving I think he'd be very hard pushed to find even anybody even the most you know the biggest haters of Penrith to say that he wouldn't deserve an award like that I just think it'd be good for the game if someone like Isaiah won that award well yeah because like really the only other player even like him that's won it recently 
is Tamalolo, but like yes, Tamalolo right. for Tamalolo for the Cowboys, especially yeah. around that time, is different to what Isaiah is for Penrith. Like it he was, was still a bit sparkly. Like he was still yeah. a bit of a it was, it was kind of player. That it was him. Yeah, because I'm pretty yes. sure. I mean, it was 2016 that he got it, but like the next year, he broke the record for the most ever meters in a season by a player, and it's like. Yes, exactly. It's obvious when he's the one who's like he was the talisman of that team. Yep. And like, I mean, aside from like Thurston, obviously, but like it wasn't the exact same where it's Isaiah's being recognized for his like more skill with the ball, which is something that like you don't see a lot in forwards. And yeah, aside from hookers, I think there's only been two forwards that have won the Dalian, which I am yes. just double checking because Tamalolo and yeah, and Gavin Miller in 1988 and 1989 won it. Wow. And oh, Ray Price in 1982, Steve Rogers in 1981. All right, well, there's been four. Um, <laughs> but it's still but, not something, especially with the new game, like you know. Um, yeah, it's it's so I guess slanted towards more, especially over the past few years with the six against and stuff like that. It's really been the flashiest finishes that get that time in the sun. So I think especially yeah. the way the game is progressing, it's just quite crazy to see someone like Isaiah up there like that. Um, but you know, he bloody deserves it. Yeah, and especially when like you consider that yeah, the awards have been going for 40, 40 years because there was a two year break, but it started yeah. in. 1979 or 1980 and yeah, yeah the fact that it'll actually be quite a rare sort of type of player to win it and he is deserving yeah like I there's been a yeah. couple of weeks where he's gotten three points where I've disagreed with it but like we've said a few times it sort of makes up for the times that he didn't get points where he deserves it 100% and you can't really make a big fuss about it because he never plays badly as well it's not like you know I have to say this about my favorite person on, on the planet, but I've been quite surprised when Dylan's gotten points over the past few weeks. Cause I think he is, he's not playing badly by any means, but he's not in the top five in our team at the moment. I don't think. So I've been a bit surprised in that sense, but with Isaiah, I mean, there's always an argument for him to be in the top three of our team. I, I really think well, no matter what way you look at it, every single game is an argument for it. So while it's been a bit like eyebrow raising that he may have gotten points over some other players, it's not to the extent where you're going to make a fuss about it because, I mean, the man deserves it. And it's like points to make up for all the ones that he hasn't gotten <laughs> in the past few years. Yeah, like it's one where it's not exactly like Jack White and winning the Dally M in 2020 levels of bad. Yeah. Because he probably <laughs> is one of the like oh. upper category of players this year. You I'll know, never like, forget Jack Whiten's face. I think he even didn't want to win that. I think he was just like, oh, yeah, shit. no, I actually, I'm never, after the Clive Churchill incident, he's like, yeah. I'm never, ever letting this down. And the fact that it got leaked that year because they accidentally posted the article early. And yeah. you could tell that the players were told to act like it was a surprise, but they could, like, yeah. they, they knew. <laughs> they knew. They definitely knew. And yeah, that was. I'm, I, yeah, I was not a fan of that, um, obviously, as a Nathan fan. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. But this is a redemption year for us. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we've got um, Dylan high up in that list as well. I think he's on 10 points, I believe. Yeah, um, and we then have three there's somebody in the else. Nathan's Who's the other one? Nathan? Nathan, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty cool, pretty exciting. But, yeah, honestly, if I had to choose, I mean, having Isaiah, I'd probably even choose Isaiah and Nathan to win it just because of the fact that, 
he is that kind of kind of represents Penrith a little bit just does his job every week he's an incredible captain and role model um and it's nice to see not you know that flashy player get the accolades so I'm really excited by it yeah it'll be it'll be great to see um like because obviously we're talking quite early but yeah um, of course. it's so looking promising for him because good, yeah like 17 points already is pretty good yeah and like I feel sorry for Pappenhausen that he's gone down injured um, yeah. But if there's any way that I can take a sort of positive out of a bad thing, yeah. then, you know, that's that, I guess. Exactly. Thanks, Paps. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Hope you're feeling better. Yeah. If you're yeah, listening definitely. to Big yeah, Chat exactly. Podcast in your downtime. Yeah, yeah speedy recovery, please. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Well, speaking of Ryan Pappenhausen, his team, the Melbourne Storm, were, uh, let's say, embarrassed. They were shamed. (laughs) Humiliated. Humiliated, great word, uh, destroyed by the rip-roaring try-scoring Penrith Panthers. Yep. <laughs> 32 to 6 on Saturday night of Magic Ground. What did you make of it, Nat? Oh, my God. I was so nervous before the game. I think I tweeted that um, I just was, like, really happy that the Dragons-Titans game went so far over. It ended up being, like, 15 to 20 minutes over by the time um, we actually kicked off. And it was just great because I was trying to put it off in my head. I'm like, oh, God, you know, I don't want to lose two in a row. I don't want to, you know, I didn't want us to be seen as flat track bullies. Like the amount of shit we talk about manly, (laughs) that would have been a true disaster. (laughs) Like I would have to have gone into hiding. So I was like, this is not good. Um, And then something strange, like I think it similarly happened in the prelim last year. I think it's easy for us because we remember the period in which we could never beat Melbourne and Melbourne were like this unbeatable force and we were terrible. And every time we came, we came up against them, we may as well not even have turned up. But obviously in the past couple of years, we have a really good win rate against them. And when we actually, like when I start watching the game on the TV and I see them, I'm like, hang on, they're just people. It's just another team. We can do this. So I felt calm pretty much as soon as they run out. Um, and then we started so well and it was pretty, it was a pretty calm game. I was never really too stressed the whole time. Um, I almost wish we put more points on because there were certainly some times that, you know, players could have passed and overlaps were missed. But I mean, who's going to complain about a 30 to six win against Melbourne? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. Like it's one where they yeah probably could have been a few more tries scored out there, but like given the conditions and the fact that every game had been played on that field so far, um, it's like it's just going to lead to some sloppy games and you just know that if it was two like lesser teams playing that game would have like probably been awful yeah, um because totally. it had been a horrendous couple of days weather wise um but yeah i i actually i really wasn't that nervous about it i don't know why i just like i was so confident that like and believed so much in what we were talking about last week about how Nathan was so angry after the game and was like determined not to let that happen again. And then they got out there yeah. and you could see that the whole team was on and it was, they won it. Yeah. 
like they like they won it by scoring you know 32 points obviously yeah but their defense was ridiculous they did not let up for a single moment i was talking to a para fan the day after and he was telling me how pissed off he was getting watching our team because he was just looking at our defense and going like god i wish my team was always like that yeah and he was like he was like the final minute like Melbourne, you guys, like, we weren't relaxing or giving Melbourne just an inch. No, relax. I did have one moment where it got to 12-6 where I was like, oh, no, there is a game here. But, like, I never thought that we were, like, actually going to lose. And it was just such a nice performance because the fact that we were able to still score what were actually such nice tries in amongst it. Yeah, they were really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, it was like... It was a very different win to our wins against the big teams last year. Yeah. We're like, like last year we won it purely on only defense and knowing that we'll probably yep. get a try somewhere. Whereas we did it with both yep. on the weekend. And that was yeah, so Yeah, and in nice the wet, mind you, as well. Yeah. And like, I know that. That was that another they, thing. Like, well, like, I know that they were missing Hughes and um, Pappenhausen. Um, but like, those two aren't going to swing that result back to Melbourne, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, nobody was beating Penrith that night. They weren't. And I think that, I mean, we're used to Melbourne as well with this next man up mentality that they have. We're used to them coming out just as good when they've got a player or two down. Um, and it was a very uncharacteristic performance by Melbourne. Um, which Cameron Munster, you know, so eloquently described in that post-match interview, but we strangled them into that kind of performance. You know, Melbourne, you give them an inch, they take a mile. We didn't give them an inch the entire game. And that was what was most pleasing about the whole thing. Like it really does seem that any sort of intimidation that Melbourne may have had over us at some stage, and I do think they've got that over most teams, it's gone. Like we are running all over them at the moment. Um, I think the fact that it was in the wet and we were still playing that really free-flowing football was really cool to see because a lot of teams pull it back when it's raining because they're worried about, you know, um, being too creative and things like that might end up, you know, errors and things like that. But we played really well in that sense. We were still kind of doing our crazy things that we usually do. Um, so, so that was really exciting. And I think we'll obviously talk about it more in the three, two, ones, but someone like Jerome Luai absolutely lives for these games. I think he loves playing against Munster. He really likes that test. We've seen it both in origin and in club football. Um, and he just rose to another level. You could tell he was so keen the whole time. Um, and it was just, it was great. You know, it was Isaac Targo having a really good game as well um, after a few flat weeks. And um, I don't think anybody expected it to be a 13 plus win, let alone a, what, 20, 20, my maths is uh, What was this? 32 minus six, win. so 26 points. 26, yep. Yeah, 26-point win. No one expected that even when Hughes was knocked out, even when Paps was knocked out. There was no chance anyone thought that would happen. And realistically, Melbourne probably still beat the other 14 teams in the competition on that night. So um, I, I, I'm really happy with it. I think it's a really good sign. Um, there were a few people comparing that game to the game that Melbourne beat us in last year. That's a little different because we didn't have two players out. We had about like seven or eight um, and that's different. Um, so I don't actually liken them to each other because having two players out is a lot different to having like all of your origin reps and, you know, that's a lot different. So I, I take a lot out of that win um, and I'm really happy with it. 
Yeah, well, that's um, that's one of like the big points that I have heard a lot of people say. Um, I mean, most people have just acknowledged that Penrith were just better. But yeah, like people were saying, oh, you know, it's the same as that, which I would understand if people like realised how many players actually were missing for Penrith in that game last year. I think, it, like, mm. I do think it was like eight or something like that. It was huge. Um, no, it was massive. Uh, it, like Dylan Edwards was the captain and he's the fifth choice yeah. that we know of as the captain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to try and pull, I'm going to try and pull up um, a team list. I'm looking for so it now and see. I cannot find yeah. it. Yeah. What Melbourne beat Penrith 2021. Yeah. It's just giving me um, stuff about the. Here we go, the 37. Thing. I'm having a look here. I think. Okay, I've got. You're listening to the Big Cat Chat podcast on the Sports Best Friends Network. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just read out our team list to you. Yeah, As our only try scorers were, our only try scorers were Brent and Hotscott. So yep. there we go. Um, the score was thirty-seven to ten. So just one better than what we did. Uh, the team list. So we had Dylan, Charlie Stain, Stephen Crichton, Brent, Robert Jennings, Matt Burton, Jerome Luai at halfback. Um, and then we had mostly out of Mitch Kenny at hooker, so no Uppy, Liam Martin, Kicks, Kurt Capewell, Scott Sorensen, no Isaiah there. No fish. Eisenhuth. Yeah, no fish. Eisenhuth, Targo, Spencer, Jermaine Hopgood on the bench. So, I mean, we've got no Brian there. We've got no Nathan there. Um, no Uppy. No Momorowski. No Isaiah, no fish, pretty dire. Yeah. Um, so, and look, that I still don't think that performance was excusable at all, and we shouldn't have let it blow out like that at all. But it's just a little bit different to what, and, and they're all completely full strengthy. You know, I'm looking at it now, they were full strength. So, you know, it's a little different um, to actually, I think they, oh no, they did have a Harry Grant, there he is. <laughs> um, it's a little different to what they had um, on the weekend, I think our point is. Yes, I um, I remember specifically Harry Grant playing because I think I called him a few very bad words watching that game because he was yeah. excellent. Um, Extremely he, understandable. He tore <laughs> us to shreds. Um, <laughs> yeah, like he does so often to so many. Yeah, uh, not this weekend though. Uh, wait, did he play no, this we weekend? No, we him up well. He did. And we yeah, okay. him up very well. <laughs> See, that's how bad they were. I, I actually, I, um, I didn't know the score. From like so, I uh, from fifteen minutes left in the first half up until the beginning of the second half, I had no idea what the score was because I had Why? to go down. I had to go down and prepare oh, you to did. do the <laughs> for your moment of fame. Uh, yeah, um, other than this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, yeah, exactly. And I haven't watched back any footage yet, so I actually still have no idea what Isaac Taker's second try looked like. Oh, there was such fun tries. You need to watch it. Well, I yeah, I I, I guess I got to watch the um the mini, don't I? Or the full you game. You definitely do. I've already watched it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. I reckon I'll watch the full game actually, <laughs> just because it was so much fun. Yeah, do it. See if no, they include well. the halftime show in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the main event. Yeah. <laughs> main event for Magic Round. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that game um it really eased any sort of worries that any Penrith fans had, I think, because that was just 
that was the definition of clinical. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> a couple of happy campers here. Very much so. Back in the happy books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we get into our three, two, ones? Yeah, me as well. You can kick us off this week if you want, because I think I accidentally took yours from you last week. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> um, okay, I've been mixing these players around just about every time I think about it because I can't decide because they were all pretty good. Um, but I'm going to give one point to Nathan Cleary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought he was excellent once again in this game. I think an emphatic victory from a team in rainy conditions says a lot about how the halfback played because you've really yeah. got to manage the game. And especially there was an opportunity there with the fact that Melbourne were missing their halfback and Nathan took it with both hands and I thought he kicked beautifully. I thought he controlled the tempo of the game beautifully. You know, I'm not sure if he ended up getting any like try assists but he didn't really yeah. need to he because, got one. okay, yeah, because his outside men were doing. Oh, yeah, he would have put the kick in for the kicker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that was a beautiful kick, and mm -hmm. he he knew not to overplay his hand in this game because that left edge was just like running hot, and he knew to yeah. just like give early ball basically, and a lot of the times lesser halfbacks who are just as athletically gifted or more athletically gifted than Nathan. <laughs> will try and do it all themselves. And Nathan just knows when to chime in and when to look away. And, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes it's almost as much as what he didn't do as what he did do that helped us get that victory. Yeah, I think um, that's like kind of like the grand final. A lot of people were perplexed as to why he won that Churchill medal. I mean, it's like all of the things that happens in your team usually comes from the halves just organising, and that's what he did the whole game. And it may not have been somebody, you know, who you notice, but sometimes when you don't notice them, it's the best performances. So, yeah, that's um, that's a that's a there's a there was a few this week that I could have given them to. Um, I actually left Isaiah off for the first time I think all year. Um, and, and me too. That was tough. Yeah, that was really tough. I tossed up with this one so you know so often. Um, but I decided to give my one to Isaac Targo. Yeah, nice. Targo, I think. Yep. And um, that was just mainly for the fact that he really did have a few low in confidence weeks, mainly stemming from that Brisbane game, which didn't have a very nice time up against Stags. Um, and I think somebody who's only in their second year of NRL hasn't played, was probably played like 10 games now or like 11, 12 games, not many at all. Um, it really does knock your confidence a little bit. And then when you come up against Melbourne, that's like the, that's the hardest team to play. And I think it'd be really hard to snap yourself out of that right against Melbourne. And he did so well. You know, he was making his breaks. He scored the two tries. Um, he was good in defence. And, um, yeah, it was just really good to see him have that really good game after the few not-so-good ones. Um, and I was really proud that he could do that against Melbourne and kind of pull himself out of that. Um, so my, my one went to Isaac Tago this week. Yeah, no, I, I thought he was great. And I, he was... He's unlucky to not make the points yeah. for me this week because yeah. I think you're right in that he did have a couple of just down weeks, which, yeah, is yeah. to be expected from um, a player in his situation. But the way he did recover from that and in such an important game is yeah. just beautiful to see. Like, he looked like a player who was playing on a dry field 
in completely dry yep. conditions. And it was, yeah, it was beautiful to watch. Um, every time he got the ball, like I thought he was going to score a try or assist a try. And yep. he has such a bright future in this team. Like mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether he ends up in the second row because there's been a lot of, you know, sort of. He's a bit small. I mean, he doesn't. Is he a bit small? I, I, I don't know. Like, like, but he seems so little. Like he yeah. seems little. I feel like, like maybe in like a few years, possibly. Yeah. But for now, he's just nailed down this left center spot, and there were so many totally questions yeah. about it coming into the year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought it was going to be Stephen Crichton's spot. Um, but yeah. like he was, he's been so good there that Stephen Crichton's playing mm. on the right because he's just as good at both. Yeah. And it's just so nice to see because that was like the big thing that people would mention when talking about whether we can go back to back. It was, oh, I don't know, you've lost Burton, you know, you've lost Momorowski, yeah. and like they're they're both they're both very good players, but yeah, like we wouldn't take either of them at the moment. Yep, exactly and, right. Yeah. Very, very happy with the way he's been, like, like well, the way he was on the weekend. Me too. Um, I gave two points to Viliami Kikau. Me too. They're going to have the same two and three here. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. He's been creeping his way up the points lately, actually. Um, yeah, he has. We've, we've, we've got a bit of a, a love-a-thon going on for Viliami the last few weeks, haven't we? Um, I'm so obsessed with him at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's been great. And, like, that yeah. game, it was one where, you know, Melbourne versus Penrith, add in the yeah. fact that it's in the wet. It's a game where it's all about being in the game and almost as much about stopping your opponents from winning as it is about winning, but you need that yeah. like spark to get you through. Yeah. And for like, I reckon at least three of those tries, Viliami was the spark. Yep. And like, you look at um, what he gave, he scored that great try where he let like he was a center or a winger for it. Mm. And to put it down in those conditions is tricky enough already. Oh, I didn't believe it the first time I saw it. I thought, nah, they're going to check this. They're going to get that dreaded image of the referee up on our screen. Oh, um, I hate but it was so bloody much. clear. Oh, isn't that the worst? There's not it's, much worse than that feeling. It's, it's like, like the two. It's the funniest thing ever when it's not your team. Because oh, you're like, amazing. everyone's you know, getting their happy moment taken away. <laughs> yeah, because it's like 95%. I would take probably 95% statistically that it's going to be no try when it goes to that. It's very yeah. rare that they actually do support the decision of try. But it's that, that image makes me want to cry and also yeah. when it's opposing as well as the captain's challenge you're like oh no yeah, well, especially at the game on the weekend because like just about everyone there is a neutral across the weekend yeah. every single time it happened pretty much the whole crowd starts like cheering and laughing because you're like oh it's getting taken away and yeah it's yeah so <laughs> funny to see because it's just a twist but yeah i'm it so is. i'm so glad it didn't happen for that moment <laughs> about that <laughs> yeah and then he what well, he gave um, that great ball to jerome as well yeah he was just he was honestly everywhere um yeah he's obviously my my two as well and i think the most impressive thing about kicks at the moment is he has won a premiership now um and he signed with a new club next year and he's having the best season of his career now and i think for a player to come and do that like taking into account those two um variables that could maybe lessen their performance a little bit is amazing and um he's cut out kind of some of those silly offloads that he would do that would just go to ground or get knocked on 
he's calmed himself down in terms of his attack, which means you're not panicking every time he gets the ball now. Um, and it's just really paying off in dividends. And he's just really like he's hammering in, in defence. Like you'd be scared of him at the moment. You don't want him running towards you. Um, and I'm just super impressed with him at the moment. It's just showing, I think I've seen a lot of maturing in him. Um, it might be the fact he had a baby in the off-season. Like maybe that's helped him. I don't know. Um, but he just seems more mature in on the field and, you know, whatever it is, keep keep it up. <laughs> yeah, well, especially with what you were talking about, about like the way that so many players do dip a little bit once mm. they get to a period in their career where they've achieved a lot and, yeah, they're moving on to a contract that, like, let's be honest, it's it's because of the money. But that yes. doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like, you know, you can't blame yeah. someone who's a professional for taking more money to do their profession, especially no, when they've absolutely. achieved all they can achieve at the club that they're already at. Um, yeah. And the way, yeah, he hasn't just stayed at the level he was at. He's improved it. Yeah. yeah. And like you were saying about defences being scared of him, they're scared of him when he doesn't have the ball. Because yeah. when the ball goes to Luai, and Kikau makes that run through, it's either going to him or to Tago. And I think it's really yeah. helping Tago that Kikau is making that run because the defence shifts to him because you need three players to take him down. Yeah. And so I think, like, that's such a great just, like, tool to have with or without the ball. And I'm just so glad that, you know, the Vili Army doubters have had a chance to shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, me too, you know. Um, I think as well, like I think we spoke about it last week about how um, a lot of the Bulldogs fans weren't thrilled with their um, signing him. And I really, really hope they're looking at this and realising that it's going to be a great thing for them um, because they should be excited about him. Um, and, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, he, um, they, uh, I bet they will be wishing he was there now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Players are you left front and center <laughs> oh what about brent <laughs> like i'm low-key proud yeah, yeah in the weirdest way i'd be annoyed like, yeah you get out of there if i was a, if I was a dog's fan <laughs> i'd be annoyed but like yeah like as someone who is fond of brent and isn't a dog's fan i'm like yeah that's really funny <laughs> just, it is really funny like he's just like two days later he's like yep bye i'm grand yeah like like and how did the conversation go the tigers like, are also struggling I want to know everything. Like, I'm, he must have actually had a Barrett clause in his contract, I'm thinking, which is I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of players have that clause, yeah. which is why, again, I think there was a lot of fuss made when Nathan had the Ivan clause in his contract. But there's no, it doesn't matter that it's his dad. Most players have, I mean, a lot of players have that coach clause. Um, and I think especially the fact that T-Baz was at Penrith and he kind of was like a dad to those kids as well. Yeah. Um, probably... Um, added to it but yeah I mean I think it's good I don't think Brent was having the best time at the bull, like the best on-field time at the Bulldogs he wasn't clicking with them just wasn't good but I do actually think the Tigers I know they've they've lost a few games recently but they're playing a lot better than they have in recent years um, and I think he's going to be a good fit there I think um, so pr- probably mutually beneficial to be honest I think it is because yeah like, I, I agree that he probably did have a clause but yeah. if he didn't what did he say to them for them to just be like, all right, we'll release you? Like, <laughs> how, yeah. much, how much did he emphasize that he wants to leave? <laughs> and I read an article that it wasn't, it didn't appear to be that this was like some long term thing. Apparently, the conversation happened when the 
board met, which was on Sunday. <laughs> so it's really quickly kind of happened, which leads me to believe there has to have been a clause because to me, otherwise, I mean, they're paying part of his contract at West Tigers. It doesn't make any sense at all that they're just like too low. So I think they've done it themselves and I think that's a clause. But yeah, good for you, Brent, and good for you, Bulldogs. You know, I think it's mutually beneficial. Yeah, like it's, I think it's actually, as funny as it is, I think it's mutually beneficial. And then it's probably, it's a good thing the way that it was just like done so swiftly and there was yeah. no like drama involved or anything, like no long-winded yeah. circuses around it or anything. Just, they just slid it on into the team announcement. I thought that was truly iconic. <laughs> How funny was that? I really did. It? Just, can you imagine just being a Tigers fan and just popping on and being like, oh, he's playing. And they just, you know, they talk about 12's 100th game, good for 12. And then they're talking about Brett Naden just coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, the fact that he was on the outs list for the team that they're versing. Yeah. And then on their ins it list. Was just, it was great. What a W <laughs> for the Tigers. Love that from you guys. Yeah. And I can't blame anyone for thinking it was a glitch on the NRL's website. I know, I know. <laughs> it was great. Sorry for that diversion. It's yeah. Panthers related, technically. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so, number one, I have uh, one Jerome Luai. Oh, number three, um, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, three, three points. Yeah, <laughs> easily Jerome, easily Jerome. Well, he won the um, New South Wales player of the week um which i mean i I probably would have given it to adam reynolds but that's all right um it it was yeah amazing performance by jerome and he really 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 hates the melbourne storm apparently he does he um really comes out for them doesn't he yeah i wonder if anything if it has to do with the the stuff that sort of gets brought up now every time we verse them about what happened after the grand final in 2020? I think, I don't think Jerome would be too perturbed by that. He's a pretty chill guy. I know, I know he's a bit of a grub on field and stuff like that, but <laughs> yeah. I actually think, I think he's our grub. He's Josh Reynolds 2.0. Everyone's going to love yeah. him in a couple of years. <laughs> anyway, um, actually, I was thinking this. Sorry, this is another diversion, but I was thinking to myself, everyone who bitches and moans about Jerome Luai on the timeline, they don't get to love him in a couple of weeks when he's killing it for New South Wales. I know. When he gets <laughs> me out of the like series, you will have to shut up. don't get to like anything to do with him because you can't, that's not the way it goes. Anyway, <laughs> um, back to, I think in terms of Jerome and, and why he gets up for the storm, I think he sees it as a personal battle with Munster. I think he sees Munster as the best 5'8 in the competition. And I think he wants to measure himself to that. Um, and I think I've heard them both talk about that battle before in one that they really, really look forward to because it is in origin as well. So I think that's where it comes from for Jerome. I could be wrong, but I think it's more from a personal battle point of view um, than anything in respect to the, you know, grand final stuff. Yeah, well, because I think it is like especially, yeah, like a 5'8s, versing 5'8s thing because... Yeah. The other real, I guess, test in the comp over the past few years has been Cody Walker. But Cody Walker's yeah, battle seems to be more with anymore. it seems to be more with Nathan anyway. Yeah, and he's not quite I mean, yeah, he's, right. <laughs> Cody, Cody Walker is not the old Cody Walker. Yeah. Um, no, and you can't I mean, even Munster, even when it's a bad game, he is still phenomenal. Like and he has oh. been pretty much his whole career. So they're yeah. in a different league. Yeah, that's the thing is when 
when Munster's on, he's a 10 in just about everything. But when he's not, he's like yeah. a two at the most. Yeah. Um, and Jerome seems to be one of those players who's able to turn him into a two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, he, did, he didn't play well enough to warrant a single Dally M vote, but that's why the Dally Mitches no. are the superior award. Exactly. We've got you, Jerome. Don't you worry if you're also yeah. listening to this in your spare time, along with Ryan. Oh, uh, yeah, he... He told me he listened, yeah. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nat, I spent this weekend up in the wonderful city of Brisbane. Do you, you have did. any <laughs> do you have any idea why I might have been there? You were there for magic round. I was, I was. Um, I was not. <laughs> no, no, but that's you know we've we already planned it. You, you'll do next year. It's going to be our honeymoon. It's exactly. going to be great. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, I've spent yeah the last week uh, week. Geez, I wish the weekend up in Brisbane <laughs> for Magic Round. Uh, it was it was a great time, you know. Uh, anyone who hasn't been, I highly recommend it. I've been two years in a row now. Um, I know they've confirmed that next year is going to be in Brisbane. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be anywhere else in my view. 100%. I don't, yeah, I, I don't get the Don't mess with something that works. Because no, like, silly. firstly, it works with they have a stadium big enough. The only other yep. regular rugby league stadium that's bigger mm. is ANZ. Mm-hmm. And yep. everyone knows that it would suck in Sydney. Yeah, ANZ's not a vibe. No, it, no, exactly. You, you can't Sorry. have like fun at ANZ, you know? ANZ no. needs to be nervous. No. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and Damn. Like, Demons like, in that stadium. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's had too many bad memories there. And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you're a blue, you remember like us winning a great game there. And if you're a Queenslander, you just remember like, flogging us a bunch of times there yeah exactly we don't need that energy yeah. in our life and like the where the stadium is like located it's like perfect like it's not right in the city but it's just next to it yeah. and like literally the street running along it is the caxton street and that's where yeah. everyone goes you know and there's just no place like that in sydney and also brisbane i think is the best rugby league supporting city in the world um in terms of like how many people there love rugby league like i think i think sydney yeah. is more but as yeah. a percentage wise i would say that brisbane's is more yeah and like you know we've already got the grand final i mean aside from last year but that was different circumstances that were bigger than any of us that um dictated that yeah and yeah it's just perfect there and like i yeah, I beg that they keep it there because I yep. had such a such a great time. Like yep. Friday night, got there. Before I even got to my seat, I got a picture with Cameron Smith, which oh, like amazing. Yeah, like I spent so many years, you know, not liking him due to who he played for. But yep. there's no doubt that he's one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest. Absolutely. Yeah. And then like I got to sit down. I watched I mean, a fairly average game between the Bulldogs and the Knights, but it was funny to just laugh at them. Um, yeah. And then I then I got to watch Manly get pumped. Like, 
what a that? time to be alive yeah <laughs> and then leaving the stadium i got a photo with preston campbell oh love that yeah. and then and then you know you think the next day um i got to hang out with preston again didn't i <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, I'm not sure how because I have not stopped talking about it. As you shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to milk this until it's dry. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I got to go onto the field at halftime of the Panthers Storm game and participate in the entertainment. And the way that I got to do that was um, I got a mate, Harry, who's on Twitter. Um, he... His job is he works for like something like sponsorships or whatever. And he does work with like the NRL and KFC and that link that they have. And so yep. he was up there like arranging that sort of stuff. Yeah. And he messaged me. I think he said like, oh, do you have a Penrith jersey on? And I was like, yeah. He was like, do you want to be in the halftime entertainment? I was like, yes, I do. And so he went and collected me um, with a bit to go in the first half and just grabbed a random bloke in my bay that had a Melbourne jersey on. Um, and we got to go down um, and wait in, like, the tunnel in the corner um, and just, like, hang out with Preston Campbell and, like, Sam Thiday was there as well um, before going out onto the field, uh, meeting the great uh, Penrith Panthers ground announcer, Zach Bailey, who was... I'd never oh, met. Zach. Yeah, such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm like, everyone be like, shut up when they're mean about him. He's doing his job. His job is to be a grand announcer and I think he's a great one and he's a nice person. So I'm glad that you got to have that experience with Zach. Yeah, second second greatest ever Penrith grand announcer. <laughs> I'm the first if anyone it, didn't pick up on that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I got to, got to meet him. Um, yeah, very nice bloke. And then got to walk out onto the field with the other, with the Storm fan, uh, Caden and um, Preston Campbell. And we got to, we had to, what, four chances each to catch bombs put up by Preston Campbell with a KFC bucket. And for every one that you caught, you got a $50 KFC voucher. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, was I was funny. very bad at it. Um <laughs> I think I'd mentioned before on this. Yeah, I think I'd mentioned before on this <laughs> podcast that like when I used to play footy, I was really bad under the high ball. Um, it, <laughs> it's been about ten years since I was last under one, um, and yeah, uh, I've still got that very bad ability. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> while the other guy was just really, really good too, um, mm. but it was quite funny. Um, I. I still think I only caught one of the four, but they count. They said that I caught two. There you go. I mean, we're not going to argue with that yeah. when there's KFC vouchers involved. Well, exactly. And because with the third one, like I, the, I dropped the bucket but kept the ball. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, that counts. I was like, you know what? If the other guy hadn't caught all three and it was like tight, I bet they wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. they were like oh we got to give this guy something <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'll tell you what being down there gave me such an appreciation for like the players out there doing it because firstly we were catching a, a black and green ball so you couldn't lose it in the lights yeah. but like yeah. the fact that they've got to look up in the lights at a white ball 
raining on them and catch that ball knowing oh. that players are running at them when like Preston was, I don't know if there was any Panther bias in what Preston was doing, yeah. but he was kicking them straight at me. Whereas with the yeah. Storm guy, he kind of had to move to catch his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just a little bit um <laughs> yeah it was i i don't get how they do it and i said to him after i was like how did you do that for years he was like oh i don't know <laughs> fair enough they're just like, so used to it yeah yeah um, it's their job i guess you know yeah yeah it's like i guess they they do it quite a bit whereas i'm out yeah. there in you know jeans and converse <laughs> Um, it also gave me a great appreciation for the way the players were playing because as like dodgy as the field looked at times from the stands, it was mm. way worse being out there. Yeah. Like if, if that was a local field, they would have called off the games. Oh, it's cr- really is it that bad. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I guess oh, like, I don't know how the drainage is there, but I'm, I'm imagining like at the moment, like it's been through a lot lately with what's happened to Queensland. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that's like had any like long-term effect on it or anything, but it, it really wasn't great. Like you'd step yeah. and the ground would move. <laughs> that's yeah. That's another thing, so we, bad. Were, that's another thing we were told is yeah. Uh, small steps because otherwise you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's tense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was an amazing experience. And then yeah, got to watch our boys win, which was just so good. Yeah. Um, mm. I, there were quite a few Penrith jerseys there. It was so good to see. Yeah. Um, like, I know that, I don't know about you, have you ever gotten, like, re- in recent times, like, any, like, bandwagon comments? Oh, like, not directed at me personally, but I've seen them a lot on Twitter, which is a yeah. bit weird because I haven't really seen anyone bandwagon on Twitter. Yeah, that, um, that is a bit strange, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, I, th- I get that, like, there probably are bandwagoners, but like, I don't care. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, welcome aboard. Have fun. You know? Totally. The more the merrier, I say. Yeah. It's, it, you know, the more people there are in Penrith jerseys anyway, the better it is for the club. I don't like. Yeah. I don't care how they get there. Yeah. It was a little annoying. I have to say when there was people that were like, I, I did notice when I was at school, people were like actively mean to me for supporting Penrith. And when I yeah. became a Panthers cheerleader as well, there were other people that were actively mean to me for doing that. And then to see them um, put up stories after the grand final last year, I was like, pipe down. <laughs> I know, yeah, your, yeah, I know yeah. your history. Um, but if you're just a fan and you decide that you want to go for Penrith because you love what they do, love that is, we love that. And, you know, um, any way to get Penrith involved, people like Penrith involved and more people loving them, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, if you're trying to pick a team, you know, there's a lot of worse options out there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Definitely. And so, like, I can't blame people. And, yeah, it's it's definitely something that I've noticed a lot more, like, around Sydney in general the past couple of years is just more people out in their Penrith jerseys. But, yeah, the yeah. amount of them in Brisbane was insane. Like, obviously, nowhere near the amount as the, the Queensland teams. Yeah. But out of the Sydney teams, it was probably among the higher numbers. And yeah, it was so good to see. Um, and so there were a lot of us there cheering on, you know, probably more Melbourne fans, but they have that Queensland connection, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just the whole experience around the Penrith game was great. Like I didn't even care about the weather. 
you know, and you yeah. know that it's a good Was game it really raining at that time as well? Could we rained on or were you in like the shade? We were under the roof, but it was quite windy. So like we were yeah. still getting hit with it on occasions. Um, yeah, I understand that. Because like we were still in the, the bottom tier. So like it would it would just like go in diagonal on us pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, it was one sense. where like, you know what? If your team's winning, you don't care at all. Oh, you don't care. <laughs> you don't care one bit. Um, yeah, and then I, I got to meet after the game um, a few of our MKFC buddies. Amazing. Yep, finally got to meet uh, Ben and Angus. Um, Hi, Ben and Angus. Yeah, hello. They're definitely you. listening. Um, Otherwise, they're kicked out of the chat. Exactly. Um, Angus is lucky enough to not be kicked already. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, two absolutely uh, lovely men. Um, also got to meet uh, an oral physio, uh, which was really cool. Um, he like was instantly roasting me about my inability to catch the ball. You'd expect nothing less. No, he he was telling me that um, once I started dropping them, he didn't bother to tell his mates that he knows me. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which was like the amount of people in Brisbane that like stopped me on the street after the game that night and were like, oh, it's you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, learn to catch, mate. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a time. Yeah, like I was like, you know what? It's only going to happen for this night, so just enjoy the attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to. You know, it's, it's short-lived. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and then yeah the, the rest of the weekend in general was lovely uh got to meet our our producer our editor the head honcho biggest tiger oh, i mean like i've met him already amazing. but like yeah yeah i got to had a nice breakfast him victoria and i and then we went to the game together on the sunday oh that's 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 the thing i think that's what i'm so excited um about for next year eventually it's like people that you really do like I really do consider the people on Twitter friends because you yeah. interact with them so much. You're talking to them every single day um, for quite some time now. And to be able to go and like put faces to those names and meet, like I just am so excited to do that. And I feel like that was the worst part about not being there this weekend is seeing everybody else do that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that happening eventually. Well, yeah, that's where um, I felt like this year was actually better than last year for that element. Like, yeah. Um, I got a feeling quite a few people didn't go last year just because there were more worries about it with like COVID and stuff. So like there were less people who were making the effort for that sort of thing. Um, yeah. but like everywhere, like I went, like there was just random people from Twitter and I'm like, oh, g'day mate. And you know, and everything. Yeah. And it's yeah. such a thing where, you know, we can all be, you know, dicks on there at times, but mm. everyone was just so nice. Um, and like everyone was just happy to be there. Um, yeah. Of, of course, like in the news, there probably have been a few stories about like the incidents that were happening, like that big fight on the Friday. But that was yeah. such an like an outlier, really. Everything else was fine. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that there was 130,000 yeah, people over three days there. And that's the only thing that happened. Like that's like really positive to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so like, can't wait for next year. Um, 
yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be busy when you're there next year meeting everyone, aren't you? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great. Um, yeah, can't wait for it. Can't wait because it's like I know that it's not an original idea of the NRL and like it was taken from the Super League, but I feel really? like yeah, they've been doing it for like ten years. They should take everything good from other sports. Like there shouldn't yeah. be any sort of pride in like, oh, it has to be original. We can't do it. I mean, why would you do that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, because like. If it's, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not even like they've half-assed it. They've done a really good job. Yeah. So, you know, why not? It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. After our little uh, magic crowned love in i guess it's time to preview this week's big game um this saturday the biggest event that will be happening anywhere in australia um don't listen <laughs> to anyone who says it's the election will be the penrith panthers versus the sydney roosters at the sydney cricket ground what are you looking forward to seeing in this nat um look i'm excited because the roosters are obviously coming off a very good win um they kind of hit their stride a little bit against Parramatta um on the weekend after quite a disappointing um, season. Do you know what's crazy to me? The Roosters are fourth, which blows my mind. Because, are they fourth? Yeah. Let me just oh. double check that. I thought I they swear suck. I saw it this morning. <laughs> yeah, I thought they sucked too. <laughs> um, let me see. Hang on. I think they're, oh my God, they're fourth. They are fourth. You know, everyone like, sucks except us. That's what it is. Yeah. The Cowboys, <laughs> they don't suck. The Cowboys are good. They're oh, they're third, right, yeah. And then we've got the Roosters fourth. And it's just, Crazy to me because I would have thought they would be in that kind of like fringe of the eight, given a couple of performances they've um turned they've they've thrown in this year. But yeah, um, I'm I'm glad they're coming off that win. Um, and I'm looking forward to the game. I think that we always, you know, of recent years, we've definitely been pretty good against the Roosters. Um, just hoping we can kind of back up what we did last week because we had had a few dodgy weeks before that game anyway last week so we had the game against titans which was awful so i'm hoping that we've really kind of snapped out of that um and we're ready to kind of dominate again so look really keen for it hopefully be a nice uh, strong matchup and we just defend our way um to another win because the roosters yeah their defense has been pretty good this year as well so um yeah it'd be pretty good yeah well you're right and the roosters defense like will always hold up and it's really been their attack that's been sort of clunky this year yeah but then yeah. what they scored 29 points or something like that the other day yeah, yeah that's pretty good yeah um at the same the time Cow- i mean they they did let in like let the, the, the eels come back and that gives me hope for the game in that you can't fall asleep like that against penrith yeah um Yeah, Parramatta, who, like, weren't great either. Yeah, no. Um, they still let them, yeah, what, score four tries? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's one where I'm glad our boys seem to be, like, back in the zone, I guess. Yeah, because I think you so. need I think you need to be to beat the Roosters, but I still think we'll win. Yeah. Um, and what, that'll be round 11, won't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's that's incredible that we could be we'll either be one loss or two losses after eleven games. Oh, it's in what? Did, when did we lose? Was it like round thirteen or something ridiculous last year that we lost our first game? Yeah, it was. It was, it was the night before my yeah, birthday. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 
Um, still bloody awesome if we can, you know, it's still great. Yeah, like that's one where, yeah, I'm still expecting us to win this. Um, yeah, they will be too. without Victor Radley for this game. Yeah, he's out for a couple months. Yep. Yep. Um, year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's scared of Isaiah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that, that, but we still can't underestimate them. Like, I guess, I guess we were since we didn't realize they were fourth. <laughs> yep. I thought they Crazy were getting hey. I thought they were down where like Souths were. Yeah, me too. Um, Crazy. I thought yeah, they were in the Souths and Manly bracket. To be fair, they've only won one more game than Souths and Manly. So Souths and Manly eighth and ninth. Um, and wow. they've only won one game. So we've got the Roosters, Sharks, Eels, and Broncos all on 12 points. But for me, I would have thought that Sharks, Eels, and Broncos have probably overperformed, the, outperformed the Roosters this year. Yeah. So I think it's just on four and against that they've snuck on up there. But, um, yeah, I guess it makes more sense when you put it that way, but it's still quite surprising to see. Yeah, that, that's, um, I think, yeah, we'll get, yeah, we'll probably help out those teams in that bracket a little bit then, I guess, if we can get the victory over the Roosters because it, it must be, yeah, it's tight around that area then, I guess, hey? Yeah. It's very, um, very, very even competition this year. Um, yeah. Like the two standouts remain, um, yes. and like the Cowboys are just like that. They're just such a surprise packet. Like they, I I tipped them to come last. Um, yeah. So I'm not doing as well as you are with your tip for the Knights to come last. Um, yeah, no, that's looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they're they're like a team that can't be underestimated, and we have them the week after that anyway. Um, so that's going to be two big games in a row and two big tests. And it's one where we've got to show that we are not the type of team to switch off when we're not versing Melbourne, you know, because yeah. you're right in that we had a couple of like average weeks before leading into that loss. Yeah, we did. And like, like, cause we still beat what was it the Broncos and then the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like it was just the fact that we had like a better team that got us those wins. Um, where yeah, this week's definitely one of those weeks where you probably can't afford to do that. Because even though we said the Broncos have probably been playing better than the Roosters this year, the Roosters are still such an experienced and like good roster, you know? Yeah. Like every week I think someone like James, uh James, Jaraburi Hargreaves is finished. But he's not, is he? <laughs> he played quite well. No, the other night. he did really well the other night. Yeah, really, really well. And then that was probably the best game that Sam Walker has played since Luke Keary's been back. Yep, definitely. But you know, on the plus side for us, we've named an unchanged lineup, so yep. no one's hurt out of that game or anything. Which it's pretty much it's always all you a plus nine suspended. Really. Yeah, 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 very good. Uh, hopefully Ivan will be back. Hopefully that knee's doing all right. Yeah, I missed you, Ivan. Yeah, um, although I I have not stat checked this at all, but mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that Seraldo is now the first coach to have a 100% record against Bellamy out of the coaches that have versed Bellamy more than once. Yep. Because I believe there have been seven interim coaches that have beat Bellamy before, but I don't think any of them have wow. versed him twice. There you go. He's got the wood on him. Yeah. 
So Seraldo is, you know, just the greatest coach of all time, clearly. I mean, easily. He's yeah. also hot. Exactly. <laughs> so how good. Um, just please, just please don't go to the Bulldogs. He went. No, he's a loyal king. He turned yeah, down the absolutely. Sharks and he lives in the Shire. So he turned down the Tigers too. So yeah, he's in demand. <laughs> Apparently he just never called them back. Oh, come on, Cameron. Some manners. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Justin Pascoe, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I reckon I reckon we might win that one, like, 1 to 12. I, oh, I don't know. I think it might be a bit, a bit more of a blowout. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we are universally pretty good against the Roosters. We haven't lost to them since 2019. Um, so, in our good era, we've played them a number of times and beaten them each time um and i think i think if we turn up even half as good as how we were on um against melbourne i think we'll run away with it i will say i'll take anything i'll take a one point that's true i think i think we beat them with um that plotter who's over in the super league as our halfback so oh, yeah terrific. yeah so that, yeah that know. was when no, that wasn't that. And wasn't, no, no, he was the fullback, wasn't he? Because um, that was when Dylan got injured. No, that was, was that the storm? storm. Don't worry, that was against Storm. Yeah. 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 No, this was in the, the, the bubble in Queensland. That's right. It was, yeah. um, it was Taylor's I debut. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we do just have the wood over them at the moment. Um, maybe. You know, and Ivan's proving he's the superior coach to Trent, as is Seraldo. As is. Most people. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Trent, that's awful. Shouldn't kick him in while he's down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, Nat. He's going to be out of the job soon. I know. I feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are such. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Big Cat Chat podcast on the Sports Best Friends Network. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Big Cat Chat. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Big Cat Chat and on Twitter at Big Cat Chat Pod. I have spent the afternoon um, editing a little uh, vlog that I've made from when I was up in Brisbane. Um, How good. Yeah, it's not quite ready yet. I'll put it out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that means the listeners will get the podcast and the vlog on the same day. Wow, what a time um, to be alive, guys. Yeah, I know. You know, feel, feel free to thank me, listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the man's working. He's putting in the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, please don't thank me. It's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening, um, and we'll chat to you later. Thanks, guys. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.